Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 234 of the All Dolphins podcast. We are live on this Friday, March 1st, 2024. Before we start with a quick history lesson, and then we'll talk about whatever we talk, answer questions right. from the fine folks watching. A happy birthday to Tyreek Hill, Dolphins wide receiver. More importantly, a happy birthday to Mila Kelly, who is turning three years old today. Yes. Yes, Mila's turning three. It's a big day for us. We're going to go to build a bear and build a bear. Okay, you excited about building a bear? Um, First time I'm going to build a bear, so yes. Okay. Never never did that with the kids. We did some other things. Some other... Place. Yes, you went to we Disney. Like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot. Uh, not always, though. We actually did... Uh, there's a place where it's just nothing but full of Legos. And the name escapes me because Legoland. No, no, not Legoland. Another place like in in, in Dade. Something okay. else. So uh let's start as we always do with the history lesson. Yes, we're gonna do a history lesson. Yes, we are. We're gonna do it quick. Number 34, corresponding to episode 234. Dolphins have never made the 34th overall pick in a draft. They have, however, twice made the 234th pick, which is the actual episode number. And those two were. Running back Miles Gaskin in 2019. Mm, I just had a conversation with him. I think about Joe with Joe Rose about how he was a productive seventh round pick. Um, and they two years he led the team in rushing. I think I'm pretty sure he's a free agent out there. So if the Miami Dolphins want him back, they can get him back at any point. Is he or did he sign a, a futures contract with the Vikings? Perhaps I'll have to double check. We'll double. There's check. no way he could sign a futures contract because he's a vested veteran. So, dude, yes, you're allowed to sign a futures contract even if you're a vested veteran. Um, and then the other time it happened, I believe it was 2014, was Terrence Fade, the first ever draft pick from Marist, and all around good guy who happens to be the cousin. You are correct. He signed a futures contract with the Minnesota Vikings. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Did not know you can. I thought you had to be a. I thought you had to be not vested. But hey, Mm-mm. all good. Uh, Terrence Fade is the cousin of Notre Dame running back prospect, whose name escapes me. I believe his last name is Esteem, who's a really nice player. Uh, Audric Esteem, I believe, would be the name. And I apologize if I'm messing it up. Uh, I've seen it several times. I've seen the dude play. His name. Certainty about his name escapes me right now, so apologies. Anyway, he's cousins with Terrence Fede, and he's a really, really nice-looking player. So those are the two picks the Dolphins made at 234. Uh, today was, in terms of the interviews, was quarterbacks, wide receivers, and running backs. And I checked out a couple of them, rolled around with Bo Nix, Jaden Daniels, J.J. McCarthy, Kalen Williams. Who no had- Penix? Oh, I was getting to that. Oh, I, Michael, I figured you were. And Michael Penix. That, that seems to be that seems to be the the the, the arm queen phenomenon, arm queen fantasy of uh Al, for Alan Poupard. No, uh, no, not, not big enough arm for you. It's big. Okay, we, we're gonna get back. I will appease you because it's your da- daughter's birthday, and I don't want to make you cry on your daughter's birthday. But, <laughs> dude, seriously, I mean. That's- <laughs> I mean, he's got. He, I will admit, I didn't know he had a as big an arm as he does. I started actually watching some of his film. His arm is yeah, he's got a, he's got a live arm. Live arm. He made one pass, and I think it was a semifinal game against Texas, 
where he zipped it through in a very tight window. And I mean, he just, I mean, he flung it in there. Yeah. So, yes. Um, but we have to, Omar, we have to examine if he has the other qualities, including intangibles to succeed at the NFL level, because we all know it's not all about arm strength. <laughs> Athleticism and mobility, and, too. That's high on your list. I can't believe I have to say that. Holy moly, because somebody's fixing Oh, but we know what you, what you fall in love with at first. That's the first thing that you see, dude. Obviously, uh, you, what, 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 what do you guys see? The intangibles take longer to figure out. What you see immediately is the, the movement and, and the zip on the ball. Um, his movement skills, I, th I think he was like, he's kind of described in a lot of places as being like not particularly mobile or slow. But I, I saw a couple of games at Washington where he moves fine. He's not like, he's not Lamar Jackson, who is. Uh, but it's fine, and the zip on the ball's always been there. And then Caleb Williams, uh, huge crowd around around his podium. Of course. Well, no, no, bigger than any I recall seeing. I've been to the combine for probably ten years now. I don't recall a bigger crowd. Around. Andrew Luck. And Robert I, Griffin III. Uh, who's the other one you said? Robert Griffin III. Oh, Twenty twelve. That's before I started going to the combine. Okay, yeah, I, Andrew Luck. And Robert Griffin, probably the biggest crowd I've ever seen for, for a quarterback. Maybe Cam Newton. I'm trying to, like, put it in context. Um, also before, before my time. Um, like yeah. Tua, Tua had a big crowd, but nothing compared to Caleb Williams. Oh, yeah. Tua had a massive crowd. Yeah, nothing, nothing like this guy. This, that was massive. And right off the bat, the first question asked by a guy that's like, are you scared? Are you scared? Why are you not doing anything to uh, get in the combine? Are you afraid of how you're going to measure? Well, this is a dude who is he doesn't write shocker doesn't write for a newspaper. Um, it's so he's got to do shock value, shock value, and guess what? His tweet has basically gotten like 1.5 million views. So congratulations, you succeeded. You wanted attention, you got it. And he's getting killed for the way he asked the question because there's nothing wrong with asking why are you why, not why are you not competing? Correct, but because immediately the first word out of his mouth are are you scared? Uh, and what was Caleb Williams' reaction to that? Very calmly said, no, we just made my team and I made the decision that we weren't going to do anything over here. I mean, he handled it perfectly well. The one thing he said that stood out to me, because I've never heard of that, is I'm not doing do medicals. So, yeah. No, hold on. Not only, am not, not only am I not doing medicals, I'm not doing medicals unless you're a team that brings me in for a visit. And he goes, because and then he goes, not all 32 teams are going to draft me because there's only one me. Which and is, and here's the thing, I actually agree with him from this standpoint because all they do in this process is find your warts, highlight your warts, and then the teams that want you to drop, they're putting your medical information out there, they're putting your 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 test scores out there, they're putting telling people that you interview poorly, so all that does is hurt you in the process because they're trying to find the negatives to make you drop. And what he's doing now is the teams that are the, the five teams that are going to select me. I know if somebody put something medical information out there about me, I know exactly where it came from or, or I, I have a, I have a very narrow field and it makes sense. And here's the thing. We're in such an entitled era of, of, of athletes that these guys can call the shots now and NFL teams can't be shaming them into not working out at the combine anymore. They can't do it anymore. They, they, or why did you not play your, you know, 
remember when it, the Javon Holland class and Michael Parsons class, they were like shaming those guys because they didn't want to play in, in, in the senior, their, their final season because of COVID. NFL can't do that anymore. These, these kids are making millions of dollars now in college. No, no, I understand that. I mean, were they shaming them? Here's the problem, though. Um, they, 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 they wanted to call them out for not being competitors. Okay. On the, here's my thing. On the one hand, is I, I respect them for like taking a stand against a man. Like I have some leverage because I'm, I'm hot shot. I'm cable, Caleb. On the other hand, on the other hand, that dude comes across, and that's not just because of that. The okay. totality of the interview and other stuff I've seen before, that dude comes across as I love me some me. I am the greatest Kubi who ever walked across a field in the NFL and praise upon praise upon the, you know, your flowers. I mean, he's a little much like I did not. I have not paid attention. I did not watch it. I will watch it. But I'm I exactly what you said. I've heard. And. I mean, these are the things that's going to be bantered about for the next two months during this draft process while teams want to dissect him and pick him apart. And truthfully speaking, I have heard, and I don't know how much truth this is, and I heard he came out and dispelled this, that he doesn't want to play in Chicago, doesn't want to be drafted by Chicago. And he's come out and since dispelled that. But this could be another Eli Manning situation where – they're trying to get themselves to a certain team, certain market, and they don't really care that he's not the number one pick just because they're going to make their money off marketing anyway. Oh, no, no, he, no, no, no. He does care about the, the number one pick. He's like, there's like, I'm not even thinking about anything else because that's, that's all there. I mean, basically like how dare you suggest I wouldn't be the number one pick. I mean, I, again, and it's great. Self-confidence is fabulous and all that. And he's there are other quarterbacks who have shown up who like like have had good confidence. Again, you don't have to like throw in somebody's and and, and the truth is this is with the media. What's gonna matter is how is he with his teammates and his coaches? Mm-hmm. If he if he's like more humble, one of the guys with the teammates and the coaches, what he tells us and how he comes across with us doesn't really matter. On the flip side, going back to Penix, he's he's massively impressive in a press conference. Really? Massively? Yeah, yeah he was very, very impressive. Um, Jaden Daniels did very well in the press conference too. Uh, again, I didn't listen to very much of McCarthy and Bo Nix. Couldn't tell you. Uh, on the running backs, Frank Gore Jr. spoke. Miami kid played a Miami Killian High. His father, of course, is longtime NFL running back, duh, Frank Gore. Um, and he talked about what, like, like following in his father's footsteps and the no issue with the like, not only will I continue the name, I want to make it, you know, surpass what he did. Good luck with that. Cause his father chances are he's headed to the hall of fame. Um, impre- impressive kid too. Uh, Tiny. I, I saw that kid in diapers. I, 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 I literally saw, I knew him in diapers uh, when Frank was uh, a, a junior. Yep. at um so it's to to when he couldn't talk so and i've seen him train with frank his entire life so this is this is this is much like uh fred taylor's kid when he finally came out of uf and was in the hopper for nfl so but does is 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 this gore a draft prospect or is he he's at the combine so he's obviously late, he's late round he's he's like 
the problem with with him, he's like five seven, one ninety nine. Yeah, he's, he's like this big. Correct. I mean, and Frank Gore, Frank Gore is not tall, but he was kind of thick. Yes. Correct. Uh, and also, I think you had mentioned that point, which was a great point. Like insanely good at never taking like like big blows, exposed areas, which is why he lasted what, 16, 17 years. Then this is after like two torn ACLs at UM. So I mean, major hat tip to Frank Gore. Um, and then there were some. The on-field work today was the DBs and the linebackers. I saw four-two-nine by Clemson cornerback Nate Wiggins, who in the process um, suffered a hip flexor. Uh, no big deal. Apparently, he's going to be ready for the pro day. Um, he's the only number that really jumped out. There are a couple of other guys who were very good. Uh, I believe Quinion Mitchell, the cornerback from Toledo, also had some good numbers. Uh, but again, as I always caution, unless you have unless you have a ridiculously high number or ridiculously low number, those four fours. First of all, the difference between four four and a four five, it's 0.1 second over forty yards. It ain't much. Um, but if you marry it with other stuff, like I remember the Seattle cornerback Tariq Woolen, who was like six three. I mean, big, and then the dude pops a four high four, two or low four, three. And you're like, Jesus. And then he had the stats in college to prove it. I mean, to back it up and lo and behold, the guys become a stud in the NFL. That th those are the things you can go. Um, and then I spoke to, I was part of the, I didn't speak. We say somebody speaks to, I mean, everything is like a massive, massive press conference. I was at the podium when Roman Wilson spoke Roman Wilson, incidentally, and had I been there earlier, I would have actually asked the question, but I did confirm it. Played with Tua in high school. How about that? Mm -hmm. St. Louis, in Hawaii. St. Louis School in Honolulu. And that guy is a dog. In fact, he asked, he was asked for a self-scouting self report. And that's the first word. It said, I'm a dog. And okay. we like a dog. We like a Jarvis Landry. Yeah, but everybody thinks they're a dog. Who Who barks? Except if you've seen him play, he's kind of a dog. Roman Wilson's a, Roman Wilson's a nice player, um, but he's in the second round pick, second round range. Can the Dolphins afford to spend a second round pick on a wide receiver when they have needs all over the place? Yeah, but I would put slot receiver as a top five need for this team. Would you not? Interior offensive line to me screams number one. Okay. Screams number one. Okay. Uh, probably inside linebacker because you don't know what you're going to situation with Jerome Baker. <laughs> I'm doing this. Okay. I'm having fun with this. Sorry. Sorry, gang. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, what, what else is he? Uh, okay. Interior <laughs> offensive lineman. Go um, ahead. Defensive line depends on Christian Wilkins, but even if you resign him, that you have no depth there. Okay. I'll edge, allow it. edge defender because of the Chubb and Phillips situation. I'll allow it. Uh, safety. Considering Javon Holland's the only There's one, only one on the roster, so I'll allow it. Uh, cornerback, unless unless you're that confident that Cam, ah, you kind of got a, you kind of got two. You don't have a third receiver. Who's, who's your, your second? Who's your second cornerback? Cam Smith, okay. Ethan Bonner. Okay, okay. Nick Cater Kohu. You got three. Okay, you, you, who's your third receiver? See, I finally went. Eric Zukama. 
Okay. You can't be dissing Eric as I get, I get I guess uh Tariq's becoming a slot receiver. No problem. Dude, it's not like he hasn't never he's never been in the slot. That's true. That's true. That's true. We got some question. We're gonna Eric was a comma. I totally forgot he was on the roster. Wow, that's harsh. Clyde Taylor, thank you very much, Clyde. Happy birthday, Mila. You guys thank, are now. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. My only source for Dolphin football fans since 1982. Thank you for all your work, you, the work you do. Keep Hold on. Why didn't you bring up the, the – the which one are you in, Clyde? Yeah. Why didn't you bring it up? Okay. There you go. Look at you. Forgetting, your, you forgetting your live chat etiquette. Thank you, Clyde. Um, this is – I'm – we are doing good. We're not doing good numbers because we used to do good numbers during the season. We understand that. But I, I have looked at what other podcasts are doing, and we're doing good comparatively speaking to all of them. And we're here five days a week because you guys continue to support us and because you guys like the content. Um, hopefully the discussions don't get redundant. But um, as you know, um, I promised you – no, let me make it go away – I promised you uh, my breakdown of the 12 ways that you can create cap space. Um, and it's up on alldolphins.com. Um, I strongly encourage you to read it. Um, I'm not telling you that they should do all 12 of these things. Some of these things, like the Bradley Chubb situation, for example, I am not doing that. I'm also not very comfortable with cutting Jerome Baker. While Jerome is not a sexy player, if I cut Jerome Baker, oh, oh, wow, wow. Can I at least finish Jerome Baker before, before you make me say that? I'm also not telling you to cut Jerome Baker because you got you to gotta figure out a way to make that work because that would be a huge hole that you have an inside linebacker, and you don't have the money to sign a new inside linebacker. So how you, you better figure that out somehow, some way. But – now, if you're going to go after Patrick Queen or uh, Devin White. Well, you know. but according to our, our good buddy, Luke Easterling, who not only is a draft analyst, but he covers the Bucks too, who's basically saying that Devin White's more name than production. That's fair. I would I would take, I would sign Levante David. I've always oh, been advocating for the Dolphins to sign Levante David, who is a free agent also, by the way. Um, who also but, is- it's it's up there. Alldolphins.com, the 12 ways to create cap space. And yes, to address Alan Poupard's – oh, the left arm. Okay, it was the left arm. And lefty on top of everything. It's it, it, you. Yes, you are lefty. You're not – I would not do a multi-year – I would make an offer. I would make a fair offer. But I would not be bending over backwards to sign Tua to a multi-year extension. I'm okay with him playing on this fifth-year option. And, in fact – I would rather have those conversations and negotiations when after June 1st, when Xavier's money clears. So, but you might need the money now. You might need it now. If you want to go sign a big ticket item player, you might need the money now. You might need that $8 million signing, I mean, signing to it to a multi-year extension creates. Okay. So if you are going all in, if you are going all in on this season, this particular season, you signed to a to multi-year deal. You will acknowledge that, right? If you are going all in, at, correct at the risk at the risk of future pain. Yeah, yeah. but if you're oh, all yes, in, you don't care about you don't care about the future. You think what they did last year showed they care about the future? 
Well, we're just going to bring up the next question. Then, Yomar, you're going to be on the hot seat because that one is strictly for you, my friend. Oh. Thank you, Toby. You want to read it or shall I read it? Go ahead. Why do you constantly say the salary cap is fake to the big O? Thank you, Toby, for the question. But now flip 180 to how real and serious it is. You are adamant it was fake. Here's what I consistently told people is fake. Dead money and cap number, that is fake. It's generally fake because it's not a dead, – dead money is not money you pay to anybody. It's it's not like the owner saying, oh, man, I got $23 million of dead money. Let me, let me be like the NFL and NBA and write a check to the league that subsidizes everybody else's team. No, that's not what happens. It's money that you've paid previously when you were fudging the numbers. But, for instance, I'll give you Tyreek Hill's deal. Tyreek made a million dollars in base salary and his first year, and then the rest was a signing bonus. It, it came up to his $24 million price tag per year, but you still paid it. You just fudged the numbers so that it, you carried less of, of a burden. But it's not like money you're paying anybody. It's fictitious money. Except that it counts against the cap. That's the thing. The, and the cap is is a ma- imaginary monopoly number that changes and is fluid and your cap carryover. And the only time... For, hold on, hold on. For example, the Dolphins are not paying any more money to Byron Jones, but they are they are without $10 million of cap space because the way they structured the contract. You can yeah, do this and, you want, but it's $10 million of cap space that they don't have. That's what the dead money is. Okay. And is it stopping them from doing anything that they want to do right now? It's stopping them from having that $10 million, yes. Okay. My point about the salary cap is... Does it stop an NFL franchise from doing anything that they want to do? Because do, do they sit there and they say, man, we really can't afford Kirk Cousins right now because of this damn cap situation. If the Dolphins wanted to go out and they wanted to sign Kirk Cousins, do you think that they would find a way to make it happen? Well, well hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Chris Jones, let's Omar, change it. Except now, now, you're doing, now you're doing this against yourself because you, you just talked about needing to do 12 things to get under the cap, and yes. it's going to be really difficult and some things you might they not can do it. Do, but then now you're saying that they can do whatever they want. They can do it. The consequences, it's like living off credit card. The consequences, when you take the practice that the Dolphins have done, that the Saints annually do, that the Rams did during their title run, there uh, that the Buffalo Bills are presently doing, there's consequences to it, and you eventually will have to purge your roster, and then you start all over again, and then the cap doesn't matter, and then you can fudge all the numbers that you want. If the Dolphins began this offseason $50 million over the cap, and then find a way to go spend free spend money and create and and sign players, how how real is it? The problem is you're going to make tough decisions that have consequences to them for future years, like extend Tyreek Hill, extend Jalen Ramsey, cut Jerome Baker, cut Xavier Howard, um, you know, cut cut Jeff Wilson, cut Keon Crossan, um, restructure David Long, restructure Mike Mike White. You can do what you want to do and spend what you want to spend. They're just consequences to well, it. But, but it's correct. And you're, doing, and, and you're also doing certain things that you would not want to do normally if you had the cap space. So I, I think may, maybe it's somewhere in between where this idea of like the, the, 
cap situation is may not be the end all be all that some folks make it out to be. We also can't dismiss it because sorry, it's not like the NBA and NFL and Major League uh, NBA and Major League Baseball and NHL. You can't restructure people's contracts in those leagues to skirt the cap. Here you can, and that's my point. Where it's not real, it's not real. Every year you can restructure, shake down to um um to skirt the cap so you could do whatever you want to do. My point always about the salary cap, that dead money and, and, and cap is not real, is it's never stopped the team from doing anything that it really wanted to do. And with, with consequences, and again, dead money is absolutely real because dead money, again, eats up some of your cap space. The Dolphins would have $10 more million in cap space if not for Byron Jones. It's, it's a credit card. You borrowed it, you borrowed it two years ago. Okay, you let's money two years ago. Let's move on. All right. We don't want to spend all this time because we got to get you out of here at a certain time so you can go build a bear. Yes. Johnny Rotten, thank you very much, Johnny. If we stay put at 21, 21st pick, what position does that pick go to? And with that pick, I'd imagine it's a day one start. It better damn be a day one starter. Mm-mm. What are you going mm-mm for? The history of this team? Mm-mm. There's Sorry, no- when I said I said what I said. It better be a day one starter. I also would not be opposed, for example, to trading back in the first round from 21 to say, I don't know, 28, 29, pick up a Extra third pick. maybe, and then get yourself to me an interior offense. Every every everybody who wants to trade down, whenever you need to trade down, it's a trade up draft. So it's it's I, I <laughs> <clears throat> it's very difficult to pick, predict what the Dolphins would do at 21, primarily because you don't know the ebbs and flows of the draft. Like everybody's saying, offensive linemen might be a great pick for the Miami Dolphins. Oh, they could pick a center. They could pick a guard. Well, what's supposed to center and a guard is taken before 21? Then what? Um, then, you, then you pivot to another position. Mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah, okay. You might you might pick a safety. Uh, but that that would be drafting for positions of need. And you know that Chris Square does not do that. That's not his M- <laughs> Austin Jackson. <laughs> but come that on. That wasn't Greer. Uh no, okay. Yeah, uh, Austin Jackson was Greer. Um yeah, was Greer, so, I sorry. thought you were bringing up Juwan James. Both of those. That was Austin Jackson was they wanted a tackle bad, and the top four had already gone. Worse Beckton, Jedrick Will. The top four were gonna be gone. Sorry, you. Everybody knew the top four were going to be gone by the time you you did you either selected one at five or you were going to be left with the leftovers, and you were left with the leftovers. I I think no, because I think they I, I think Tampa Bay maneuvered, if I recall correctly, to move ahead Worth. and got worse. Um, so yeah, that was so. By the way, practically every single GM is going to say we picked the best player available. Okay, let's. Jimmy not- didn't today. Jimmy oh. Johnson. We had Jimmy Johnson on okay, what he the saying? road show, and he basically said we asked him best player, best available player, or pick for need. And he basically was like, pick for need. And he's, he's like – He's not been in the NFL since 1995 with all due respect. I mean, I But he's it. also known as one of the best drafters in – I don't agree with it, but he's known as or viewed as one of the best drafters in NFL. Oh, he was. He was. Um Outside of outside of the name, the name the great. Oh, offense. Are we going hold to on, hold on? Hold on, in Dallas, I'm out. I'm out. 
Name the great offensive draft pick that Jimmy Johnson made during the during the Miami Dolphins era. No, again, no, no, no. He did not pick good offensive players with the Dolphins. He did in Dallas, so don't tell me he can't pick offensive players. I didn't say that. Okay, All I well, said was you, you got to look at the totality of his work as as a draft guy. Okay, no, he didn't. He, he picked. He absolutely kicked ass picking defensive players for the Dolphins. He he struck out big time with offensive players. That's the point that I've always made, and I I'm glad that you brought it. You you acknowledged it. I don't think he 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 had plenty of opportunities to to win offensively. He just didn't uh, in terms of selections. Um, Correct. No, no, no question. Um, but anyway, but my point was that every practically every GM. First of all, every practically every GM is going to say it's always going to be the best player. Let me, let me look at exactly what he said, so I can. Sometimes quote. it's going to be for need. And regardless of what position, the, the, the thing, the Dolphins have enough needs that wherever they pick, that guy should be able to, even if it's not a starter, to be at least a major contributor. Here, It's funny you say that because Dolphins, I don't think, have a really good clear picture of what their depth chart looks like. They need wide receivers. They need offensive line help. They've got one interior defensive lineman under contract, no edge rushers under contract. Basically, two inside linebackers, and if you cut Jerome, that leaves you with one um, mystery meet at cornerback and one safety on the roster. They have they have edge def- edge defenders. They just injured. Yes, but so you don't have edge defenders till October. Okay, how good is that going to do you the first two months of the season? No, correct. That's what I said. They have needs all over the place. Yeah, and the Dolphins can go with best player and. Logically, it's going to be at a position where the the guy needs to play quick, especially again, especially if we're under the all in philosophy. Dolphins can't have a guy, a developmental guy doesn't work. Okay, let's move on. Hold on. I'm trying to find you this Jimmy Johnson quote. That's fine. Okay, hold on. Yeah, yeah, Uh, you continue. You continue. Finn's RKO9. Thank you very much. Jimmy said a couple of things that were very interesting. Okay. Um, Let's start. As players become injured, the percentages of them becoming injured again go up the ladder. Once they start having injuries, so many of these injuries are connected. In some cases, you gotta you gotta make a cold hard call and move on. That you know, kind of was roundabout there, was, way, huh? Is that X? Is that Tehran related? I mean, you know the thirty year olds, the thirty year olds. We're gonna go on. Hold on, I'm, I'm trying to get to other questions. Again, I, I want. I don't want to leave on any questions. Oh, let, hold on one second. All what right. if that best player available is not a need for me, or not the player I want? Let me go get the player I want. That's Jimmy's philosophy. Let me go get the player I want. Then, he, then that's best player available. No, if it's best player available, no. He said it, it, best player available is not a is not a need for me or player that I want. Let me go get the player I want. He wants to he wants to go get the player he wants, the player that he he has he has crushes on, not necessarily the guy who's the highest rated player on the board. Best player available is take the highest rated player on the board. Yeah, we're doing semantics. If he's going to, to the player he has a man crush on, to him it's the best player. Not if you no disagree. No, that, 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 that's not that's, that's not, not necessarily that's not necessarily the highest rated player on the board. Sometimes your best player, the player that that you want he's 40th down on that board when you're on the pick. And he talked about that. He had to make, he had to make some cold hard decisions about guys and not draft 
he did he like he brought up Alvin Harper and he said he didn't even want to draft Alvin Harper. It turned out to be a good player, but I was stuck in a position. I wanted a player, but didn't want to use that val- didn't want to use that pick. So I went and, and and just made the pick and took Alvin Harper. And I was like, damn, that's a disrespectful. Alvin Harper had a pretty good career. He did. Um Jimmy yeah. didn't want him. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on. Please, let's move on. Okay, uh, Finn's RK09, thank you very much. Happy birthday, Mila. Get her a toy from all of us. What is? Oh, thank you, guys. That That's definitely going to help with the build bear. Well, there you go. What is one thing that you both are hopeful about for the 2024 season? Thank you both for your amazing work. Happy to spend the offseason with y'all. Um, a playoff I... win, how's that? Hopeful about for the 2024 season? No. Yes, hopeful about. Oh, hopeful about. Okay, sorry. Um, I hopeful about for the 2024 season. Oh, I'm I'm absolutely hopeful that Tua becomes a killer and, and shows he's got killer instinct and silences all his critics and doubters, like Mike McDaniel says he will do. And he was talking to you. He was looking you right in your eye. Show me. Uh, that's all I've said along. Show me. By the way, for the record, and again, because people apparently hear what they want to hear, I never said he couldn't take this, the next level. I said I'm not sure. I haven't seen it, and I have my doubts. I never said no. He can't do it. Okay. I I was uh, hopeful he'd do it all season last year, and he did. Uh, he he well, didn't really. So that's because that's because what he has heart. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, no you know. Do I have to explain to you that's because this is you? For the- oh, oh. Okay. Um, I believe he's got that in him. I believe of course you do. And that's perfectly fine. He was a legend. Uh, Tariq said it on some random podcast he did. Yeah, he with- also said the dude threw an 85-yard in pra- pass in practice. Sure, and I just did a, a backward flip dunk yes, like yesterday. <laughs> you should have seen it. It was incredible. Um, please. Okay. Yeah. 85 yards. That's a stretch, Tyree. Come on. Please. Let's, yes. let's, let's, yeah. that's a stretch. Pull my other leg and play jingle bells. I mean, seriously. Josh um, Allen can't throw 85 yards. He had a throw at the combine. I don't remember how long it was, but it was like insane. Um, it may have been like in the 70 or 75 yard range. It was ridiculous. What am I hopeful for? Uh, I don't know. Um, 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 playoff um, win. Yeah, am I hopeful for that? Uh, I <laughs> I want Derrick Henry. I'm hopeful for that this offseason. I don't think it's gonna happen. But let I, me get back to you on that one. I, I, I um, you're not answering the man's question. What are you hopeful for? I'm hopeful for a playoff win. But I, yeah, like, you're hopeful for continued success, so your site can do have continued success. That's what you're hopeful. That, but that goes without saying. I am hopeful for. So then playoff. say it. I am hopeful that the, the Dolphins actually move forward instead of staying stagnant and take a, take a step back. That's my. Hope. I mean, this is a step forward, so you just want them to continue to take another step forward, is what you're What's saying. What's a step forward? Eleven wins. Was it a was it a step forward? Yeah, it was. It was. It was. Two more, no, yes, it was two more wins, except again at the end of the season, it went like this. Actually, no, at the end of the season, it was again like another season like this. Yeah. So it was a minus step forward. Uh, Okay. Uh, Ohio, John, thanks. uh, Thanks. Uh, After all the film and live game scouting of players, they are interested in how much weight do come. What? They're interested in how much weight do combine results play in elevating one player over another on the draft board. I'd say 
15%. I mean, the comp, the, the, it's the outliers from talking to people in the league. It's really the outliers that, that draw your interest. If a guy is, they have averages for what a player should be doing at a position. Um, and if you're not doing that average, then it's going to hurt you. Um, it's your, it's an outlier. And if you've drastically exceeded that average, they're going to go look back at your film like that Fisk defensive lineman from Florida State. They're they're going to scour his film to see if his ridiculous athleticism that he showcased at the combine matched what they the film shows. So, um, correct or or it's it's confirmation basically. Or on the flip side, they may have a high grade on a prospect and they do an interview with him, and the guy either comes off as like really not football smart in the least or has an attitude they don't like, and all of a sudden, or, or like Caleb Williams, where you think he's full of himself. Correct. That, that could have, and, yeah. and then they, they would I, I mean, I, based on, to, to, I hate to bring this back to Tua, but you could kind of tell Brian Flores intentionally tried to rough him up. I mean, that and was. They still, uh, and they still drafted him. So You're right. And they still drafted him. So they wanted to know if he was going to complain and act like a little B. And apparently he did. Uh, and yet they drafted him. So that's. And, and, and they still drafted him. I'm not sure that example. <laughs> Matches, or maybe more be maybe it's cemented in Florida's mind. I don't want to draft the kid, and and they said, "Who cares what you want to do?" Exactly, we're going to draft two one. You're going to like it. Yeah, uh, Clyde, learn, learn to play well with others, Brian. Ooh, thank you very much, Clyde. QB's Knicks or Penix are available when we pick. Are you good at trading back a few spots? I don't want. I I mean, no, I don't. I'm not sure if the question is. Are we picking them or are we trading back to somebody who maybe want, wants that's to That's a good them? strategy if, right. if a team if a team wants to come up, but you gotta look at who's of who's who needs a quarterback that's behind you. And I, I don't know if that's the case. Um I'm looking at the list right now. Um Philadelphia doesn't need one, Dallas doesn't need one, Houston doesn't need one, Green Bay doesn't need one, Tampa doesn't need one, Arizona doesn't need one, Buffalo doesn't need one, Detroit. I think they selected um Booker last year. Yeah. Um Baltimore doesn't need one. San Fran doesn't need one. Kansas City doesn't need one. So somebody that missed out on a quarterback would have to be trading up to get back in, which means you would lose a first round pick. So I I'm I'm not into that. If I'm losing a first or, round pick, it's a no. Or or you need a second and a one next year. No, you need help now, not next year. Or you or, get a second and a one next year. Or a what and one? I, I'm repeating what I just said because you dismissed it like, and I'm saying. I, I, but I, I, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want to pick next year. I need picks that can help me now. I need cheap talent, cheap labor that can help me now. And then you get, would you do? Okay, then maybe you get two twos. Okay, I could, I could rock with two twos and a three. Depends what's. I could rock with two twos and a three. Okay. Uh, I want it all this year though. Okay, that's fine. So, Drake, uh, I mean, Chris Greer. Ain't nothing, nothing in 2024, 20, I mean, 2025 going to help me. Mm-mm. We sure about that? Yeah, it's time. For you. I, I think, I think yeah, I, we'll see based on this. Uh, here's my thing. And, and I've written this in the alldolphins.com column. This is an eight-year rebuild. If it doesn't get you to your desired destination and creates a whole ton of financial crap and uh, – dookie show like why should you keep running my organization you're not wrong i just i just knowing that he's like like at some point 
We got to pull the plug. Dude's got a lot of equity in this organization. He does. He could make a mess of this roster, and he could very well make a mess of this roster this offseason. And that's my main concern. This this could be a mess. You don't have have wide receiver. You don't really have a we tight said end. That already. We got through. We went through. The I'm just saying, but think. Of, look at the roster, and you don't have money to spend to improve it. Let's go through questions, Omar. Again, I, I, I'm looking out for you, my friend, because I come I, on. Let's do it. Okay. Diedrich said Wilkins is not 12 to 14 millions per year better than Sealer. Absolutely correct, sir. But that's not quite how it works. That's not how the game plays. That's not how the game is played. This is one of those where, and I like, I like, I really like Zach Sealer, but. Sucks to be you in this particular case. I mean, that the time hey, just- as I wrote in my piece showing you 12 ways to create cap space, Zach Sealer is a guy you turn to and say, Hey, Zach, can we turn all your base salary into a into a, a roster bonus? And if I'm Zach, I say, Yeah, if you sweeten my deal and add some years to it, we can make we can make it work. Yep. Uh Johnny Rotten, thank you very much. Johnny, wasn't Johnny Rotten a lead singer of a punk band many years ago? Okay. Is that the Sex Pistols, maybe? You're wasting my time now. Okay. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I agree we should trade down a few or enough to get more picks. This year, wouldn't it be nice if we actually drafted a middle backer that can tackle and cover? It's been too long. Peyton, it's been as long as Jerome Baker. You mean, you mean Peyton Wilson, correct? I believe it's the, the Peyton dude. Willis. I believe he's from NC State, and he ran like a 4-4 as a linebacker yesterday. Um that's a move you make if you if you wind up dumping uh, our friend Jerome Baker. And I'm not convinced it's going to happen. I think they're going to work out something and restructure his deal. Lower his cap number would be my best guess. Our friend Dave Killingsworth. Hey, Dave. Wilkins is not worth $18 million plus. Woo. DTs wow. are not Jones or Donald. Save Wilkins money and get three DTs. Rotate more like Ravens. Fresh, fierce, rotational. Well, the Ravens are about to franchise tag. Matabuike, which is going to cost them $22 million. Are they? That's, that's I, believe, I believe that's right. In fact, uh, that's what Eric DaCosta, their GM, said. Oh, yeah? That they were okay. planning on franchise tagging him. Okay. See, um, and that, yeah. Mm. It, listen, it's, it's going to be rough out here on these defensive tackle streets because these guys are getting paid. And Christian, as I said, as I said today in the Joe Rose Show, and I've said multiple times on this podcast, if you're Christian, unless the Dolphins give you everything that you asked for by March 5th at 4 p.m., I'm not signing anything. You're either going to tag me or expose me to the market. And if you tag me, that's 22 or $18.5 million. If you expose me to the market, say la vie. Wave goodbye. A vida zing. Like it's showing them the language skills. Nice. Yeah. And and it's so easy for a team to put a poison pill in any contract because the dolphins are capped out. They got no money. Wait, 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 wait. See again, you're doing it again. No. You capped out, they have no money. I I thought you could do whatever you want. Are they right now capped out? Yes, you can. And if you want if you want to find Christian, no matter what you do with Christian, you're gonna have to create cap space for whatever his year one cap is number is. Okay. So let's say it's eight mil. Let's say he gets a $25 million signing bonus. Um, and that's over a five-year deal. So that's $5 million plus his base salary, which is $1.2. So I still have to make $6.5 million in cap space. But you said you can do whatever you, you can you make. You can. It. It's just going to cost me 
I'm going to have to restructure Zach Sealer's deal, sign Tua okay. to an extension, um, maybe touch Bradley Chubb's contract. Uh, and that's just, I mean, you could do it. Okay, thank you, because you said you don't. Remember, the cap is fake. Yeah. Uh, when you Zen make a mess like this, it is. <laughs> Zenman 10, 10 one, thank you very much. Do we only have the GM, the GM to blame for our poor drafting? Has our scouting team been evaluated? Are Ross and Garfinkel typically involved? No on the last one. Uh, no. They're not typically involved. No, they're not typically involved in the talent evaluation. The scouting department has been turned mm -hmm. over a bunch. Um, this is Chris Greer's staff. Um, even if they got rid of Chris Greer, I doubt they changed the scouting department drastically. It's, it's you know, it's. I'm not saying that the scouting department is the reason why they don't draft well because sometimes players just don't pan out. Sometimes it's player development. I don't think Vic Fangio developed Cam Smith well. That I, I'm not putting that on Chris Greer. Oh, why am I putting this on? Sorry. Yeah, rushing yards Mahomes had last year. No. He's, He's very, very mobile, mobile and runs and puts his body in danger for his team to a don't limit. It's the point you are missing. The point, bro. What point? What point are we missing? I have what, no idea what this means. I have no idea what what he's talking about. To be honest with you, I'm. Well, I am runs out of necessity when the pocket breaks. Uh, oh no, he runs for first down sometimes. He's a he sometimes, but mostly. Well, he did in the playoffs on that fourth and one. He did, he did in the regular season, not to the to the level of of that it should be like. Oh, he's a scrambling quarterback. I'll tell you right. I'll tell you in a minute. Rushing yards, Mahomes that usually has around three hundred per season. So three hundred. What, what do you have this year? Three eighty nine. Okay. Four point seven yards per carry. Again, so, I'd, like to, I'd like to know how many of those were actually were called plays and how many of those were scrambles. I think. Oh, I'm sure most of them were just scrambles. Well, correct. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Mahomes is more mobile than Tua. I don't know. I don't know exactly what the point well, is. What's there. the point? I mean, yeah, yeah I, I don't think anybody is saying that Mahomes is not more mobile than Tua. Okay. First downs, twenty-seven of them were first downs of of his seventy-five rushing rushes. So basically, one third of his scrambles were for first downs, and then he had another no touchdowns for scrambles. Okay, interesting. Okay. All right. Let's Dave again. On. Dave again. Thank you. The initial problem with Wilkins is the miles. Flores and Dick have run him into the ground, and I am not spending eighteen plus on a non-premium position. You okay? So say goodbye to your say goodbye to your first foundational piece. But th there is something to be said that he has played an awful lot of snaps, but he's still on. He's on durable. The, on the underside of of thirty. Um, Twenty eight. I know. I mean. By the time the guaranteed money's up on his I, next deal, he'll be 31. I don't think Dave's point is crazy. Uh I I kind of think I'd keep him, but I, I don't think I don't think it's crazy to suggest you can use your money other places. Clyde, would you take DT Newton or Soft if they fall to us at 21? Who's I don't know who whose cough is. Uh Newton's the dude from Illinois. Um, I have I have no knowledge or understanding of of these draft prospects at the present moment. Give me give me uh, give me till after free agency. I'm I'm focused on free agency. Like I'm trying to stack up where Robert Hunt is in the guard market or an offensive lineman market, or what teams might be interested in Robert Hunt to to bid. How much competition the Dolphins have? I'm not. I worry about free agency like later. I'm trying to find. Give me the draft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I worry about the draft later. I'm trying to find veteran centers 
So Liam Eikenberg isn't isn't the center moving forward with this team. Like options. His brother is a prospect in the draft, by the way. Uh, and uh, yeah, I have to defer also, Clyde. I'm not I'm not I'm done a deep enough dive into draft prospects. Uh, yeah, Lee Meikenberg's brother is an inside linebacker at Ohio State. Yeah, Cap Cap for Life just brought that up. He said, you know, do we draft Eikenberg's brother inside a middle linebacker? And then this is where you should read Dolphins.com because I wrote a story about Tommy Eikenberg. Uh, oh, did you? I did. Okay. I did. Uh, do we draft him? If, if they like him. Doesn't necessarily. Well, if they like him, yeah, it doesn't necessarily floor me as a prospect, to be honest. And I've seen him play a couple of times. Uh, I mean, he, he's good. I don't know how much he projects so as an NFL stud. I could bring mm, But you don't always need an NFL stud. Sometimes you need a veteran. Veteran. You, you need a Koamisi. I think they could do well with a Koamisi. You don't have to hit a home run every 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 draft. You don't. If if I'm not like I'm not in love with him, why would I draft him? To go to use your Jimmy Johnson analogy. Um so you gotta be in love with your which with every pick. What what is this Eichenberg projected as? Like mid mid round, mid round dude. Yeah, you're not in love with every mid round pick. Not everybody's gonna be Zach Thomas. I did there's gotta be no, but there's got to be something I'm like, dude, I'm sorry. Sorry, Omar, I didn't mean to offend you. I thought you, you hadn't looked at the draft prospects. Have you seen him play I, a whole I, lot? Have you have a what? Have you seen him play a whole lot? No, I haven't. I okay. probably have never. Okay, then why why are you pushing back on me when I tell you that the dude I've seen him play a couple of times and it's like, nah, I mean. It's meh? It's, yeah, he's, I, as I mean, a prospect, I got. Yeah. That, I mean, but that's why he's a mid-round pick. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, Dave, thanks again. Funny that Omar pushes business as business, how all the players know it now and work for pay. But when a favorite player, it's loyalty and foundation. Those days are gone. Players, no teammates are transitory. They, sh they should. They should know it because, yes, they're absolutely transitory. It's I've never. Business, there's no. No room for sentimental. sentimental. I, I, I never, ever, ever preach that this is about team or family. None of that crap. Business, this is NFL is a business. It's a cold hard business. And there are about five or six players that are going to find out how cold and hard this business is this offseason um, with, with this Dolphins team. If not all, a lot of the free agents when the Dolphins offer up nothing but minimum contracts because that's all they can afford. We got to throw this one in there. H2RC Adventures. Omar showing us quite the honor to squeeze us into a joyous day. Props to you, Omar. Oh, thank you guys. I'm I'm just doing my job, and thank that's part of what my job. Um, what 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 is what is the conversations moving forward with um on on the chat? That's what I'm that's what I'm looking at right now. Okay. Go with this one here, listening in from Kansas City, Missouri. Thanks for all you do. I listen to QAM through the Odyssey app every day. Omar, it's good to hear you on with Joros. Thank you. I appreciate Famous that. Famous blog. Oh. Um, Scott well, just said Wilkins is the first foundational piece. He was the first foundation. He is the first. What? What? what yeah. a, no light told. He's the first foundational piece. There isn't a single wart on Christian Wilkins' resume. The biggest wart is he's 28. And he didn't make himself 28. <laughs> Media relations. I'm sorry, what? No, no, he's relations to the community. He's great. He's flawless. That's not what I said. Just us, we don't have a great relationship. And 
truthfully speaking, he could fix that if he wants to. Can can we can we rephrase it to the way it actually is that Christian does not necessarily have a massive use for for beat writers? Can we just say that? Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, they don't all have to love us. And he shows up for his interviews and he does them on Monday, and he talks after games. I I don't I I don't get in my feelings, and I've been called out by Christian. I don't get in my feelings if I and I've been called out by name, like I'm good. Do I think him in five? My no, but it's again be nice if they were all nice and cooperative, but or or, or he is or nice, whatever, right? he and is nice and cooperative. Okay, he, he shows up every Monday and he answers just about every question except for why does he kick his underwear from the shower to his locker every day? Okay, <laughs> Coach, Coach OJ says, "Oh, very important question, Omar." Will the hey, you just want the glo- you just want the right over that, right? <laughs> yeah, no, no need. Yeah, no need. To. <laughs> Harp on that. I like this one. Will the bear have an expose hat? Um, I don't think they make expose hats. Okay, that's a good point. Good luck. Good luck trying to recreate that logo. <laughs> Am I right? Uh, let's see here. I'm, I'm going through these things here. Career has a Ross nude. No, it, it, you, you want to know that the real truth about why Greer is still around and still here and still empowered because he's a good team player. Mm-hmm. That's that's why he's here. That's why he's around. That's why he's in power. That's why he's always safe. I remember an executive who actually fought during the, the Hickey wanted to fire him. This is a story I'll tell here. Okay. Story time. We, we should we should have some kind of music to intro story. Oh, time. intro story time. Hickey wanted to fire him. And the number two in charge, which I can't remember his name now. Um, you'll you'll have to refresh my memory. Uh, the number two in charge for Hickey. I can't remember his name now. I think he's in Carolina. Anyway, I feel so bad that I can't remember him. He fought for Greer and fought to make sure that he wasn't fired. But Hickey felt he was a threat because he was he was he knew how he was too political and knew how to play the game. And lo and behold, what happened? Mm-hmm. He lined himself with Tannenbaum. Tannenbaum snakes he snakes Hickey. Greer eventually gets elevated by Tannenbaum. Greer eventually snakes Tannenbaum. Survival of the fittest, baby. So it's harsh the way you say it. Uh, I mean, but that's the reality of it. But Hickey wanted to fire him. Okay. Hickey wanted to fire him. And here he is running an organization. Okay, we're we're about five minutes away from departure date. Departure time. Exactly, for Build-A-Bear. So we got a couple more questions here. We're going to run through those. Zenman, 1001, thank you very much. It took Austin Jackson a few season, seasons to figure it out. Does Eichenberg have that same potential? Yes. If if Austin Jackson can turn it around, everybody can turn it around. Austin Jackson redefined his, redefined his mind and his body. Austin Jackson looks like a completely different human being now. Except I will counter by saying coming into the NFL, Austin Jackson had a higher ceiling than Liam Eichenberg. Yes, but Liam Eikenberg uh, was one of the cleanest prospects in the draft. Correct, but there was always going to be a limit to how good he could become. I was told by somebody at Notre Dame, like, he could become – he's, he's going to be solid from the start, but it's not Zach Martin or it's not another yeah. one of those former Notre Dame guys. And so I'm hopeful – this is what I'm hopeful for. There you go. I'm hopeful that Liam takes the next step. There you, I was, there you go. If, if Liam does exactly what Austin Jackson did, this offseason, because I think also part of Liam's struggles were injuries. Because he started, remember, he started camping the broken ribs. Christian Wilkins beat him up every day. 
Um, that's not going to help you. Correct, but his body is solid, whereas whereas Austin, you oh, his body is not solid. Austin's body is solid. Oh, it, come it on, is, it is now. It wasn't it, exactly, and that's what I'm saying. If Liam Eichenberg makes his body look like Austin Jackson's body, oh, he's got a chance. No, I'm objecting to your suggestion that that any issues that Eichenberg has had is because of of his body not being right. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm not suggesting that, but I'm just suggesting that I think the ev- the the metamorphosis of Austin Jackson mentally and physically is why he panned out the way that he did. Correct, but see it's almost like and I hate to use that that term because it's not right, but Austin Jackson was really young when he got to the NFL. And it's almost like it it's almost and again he almost like he went from a teenager to a man. Liam Eikenberg got to the Dolphins. He was a man already. That's yes, the issue wasn't he's got, he, got little, he got a lot of flab to him. Austin mm-hmm. don't have no flab. Oh, yeah. He, he uh, look flabby. Okay. He look flabby. Okay, I don't see it. Then again, maybe, maybe he's, uh, he's, like, little, he, he's got a little flab to him. Okay, now, I'm, I'm not saying that he's going to be a stud, and I think that he finished the season relatively okay. And remember, he even finished the season injured. So. Oh, Okay, uh, let's move on. Jason Myers, thank you, Jason. Is Wilkins moving the needle either way for us next year at over 20 mil? I just don't see the risk reward as being that far off if he's not here or not. Or not. That's except are are you are you a really good run stopping team? Unless you can replace if you don't have Wilkins, you better replace him with somebody who can produce at that same level in terms of run stopping. And then this year he gave you the pass rushing. You better replace him with like Leonard Williams. Like you, that, listen. If if the dog, that's your foundational piece. Like Christian is Christian Tua, Tyreek, Tehran. Those are your foundational pieces. Jalen Ramsey, please. Jalen Ramsey. Child oh, right. I'm sorry. Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey. Now, yes. And let, let's let's redo the order then. And we, I don't want to get into the weeds here, but your list is okay. Shaky. Are they not foundational pieces? Nah, don't. Let's not go there. Clyde, here we go. I really meant what? If, you, if you had a choice, if both drop, would you pick Newton or Chop Johnson at 21? Okay, Chop Johnson. Now, uh, that's, that's the center. He's a defensive end from Penn State. Uh, who absolutely killed it at the combine again? This is just affirming what the tape showed. Uh, but by, by the way, his athletic numbers resembled Miles Garrett. Uh, now I'm going to admit I have to I have to look. I'm going to have to study his tape from Penn State. Um, I haven't seen him take one snap. So this become, this becomes again. Yeah, that, I'm going to have to evaluate which one's a better prospect between Newton as a DT. Chop Johnson is at the end. Uh, if they're both the same, I think DTs are more. No. Depends uh, on what happens with Chop Johnson for immediate, for immediately would, would probably be more. If you keep Wilkins, it depends on that. Yeah, I like this one. Damn it, just went away. Sorry. Jason Myers says, nope, you did. So Jason Myers says, so we're a six or seven win team without Wilkins. Totally depends on who replaces him, but I can understand exactly where you're coming from. No, he doesn't make a four-game difference. Sorry. Okay, that's fair. Um, but if you take him off the table and take Xavier off the table. 
Well, again, what are the replacements look like? That's that's exactly what it is. And, and they're removing two frontline players is basically what we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. So uh, we have reached an hour. Omar, do you have a little bit longer, or is it build a better? Uh, if there's a question for me, let's let's a question. Let's go, and then we. I got to get out of here. Let's. Let, we can do three more. Okay, let's see here. Oh, we got one here. Grant, thank you, Grant. I don't care what we do as long as we get a punter who can consistently kick further than 30 yards. I will tell you this, Grant. I never understood why the Dolphins moved on from Thomas Morstead. I didn't get it. I also, I'm going to be honest with you, why did the Chiefs wind up with, with punt God after he was cleared of those nasty charges? He was cleared. when they are, First of all, they already have a really good punter in Tommy Townsend. Maybe Dolphins, the get. Dolphins, Dolphins could use an upgrade. No offense to Jake Bailey, who was Kind of mad last year. Uh, but I didn't get the Thomas Morstead move. Um, I don't think it's some necessarily a massive factor. But I, I've seen games where I've seen teams consistently pin the other team, like around the five-yard line. I've seen the Chiefs do that. Um, and I want to say from my memory serves against Baltimore, they, they stuck them back deep quite a bit. And that played a part in their ability to shut down the Ravens and wind up winning that game. So, um I hear you. I don't think it's, it's necessarily – and I hate that you would care about nothing else but that. But, yeah, there's punter issues. They could use an upgrade. Ooh. Omar, you can just comment on this or not. Trade for QB Justin Fields. Depends on what it's for. No, not really because Justin Fields is on a fifth-year option. Nah, I'm good. Okay. And you, don't have, you don't have what I would trade him for him. I would trade a third-round pick for him. Zen Man's asking, why didn't we bring in Matt Ariza? That's Punt God, who was, was referencing that the, the guy from San Diego State, who was completely ridiculous with his punts. In fact, one of his first punts in a preseason game with Buffalo, what was it, 80 yards or something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. There's issues with him, though, even as, when he came in as a prospect, that his directional punting and the pooch punting, not great. But if you need to get out of your shadow of your own end zone, that dude – can nail it. All right. We got one more. Uh, Let me make sure there's no money one. There is no, there is no starred one yet. So we have to go no more starred ones. We've taken Loki. Loki. There's one Loki targets for free. Oh, there's a starred one. Damn it. Is there? Uh, Let's Loki target and free agency, like Jennings from San Francisco. That's a great name. Um, to me, it, it, it really depends on how much money this Dolphins organization creates. Because I'm not going to sit here and, and shop around for free agents when I know they're going to be spending in the $2.5 million, $500,000 bonus range in, in the third round of free agency. Because that's really all that they have the money for. Now, if they're going to go big ticket item, um, I'm going all the way. Chris Jones and Derek Henry. They're not going to do Sean it. Chris Jones is not going anywhere. Chris Jones is going to stay with the Chiefs. Don't even think about it. Derrick Henry is not going to a team that's going to use him as a piece, a complimentary piece. But sorry. I'm sorry. I'm that's, that's what I want. Okay. Uh, the one I would throw out there. I, here, let, me say, let me say this. Go ahead. Okay. Instead of paying Christian Wilkins $22 million on the franchise tag, I could sign – Chris Jones to the largest deal in defensive tackle history, just short of Aaron Donald and have him on my books for probably $8 million in cap space. Correct. I could do that. Correct. 
I can. It, well, but yeah, your, your cap numbers in the following years are going to be horrible. Here's the yeah, thing. Again, I can do it. Again, do we really think that the Chiefs are not going to do everything in their power to if bring you, them back? If you hit the market, is the highest yeah. bidder. Hold on. Hit- Number two, you don't think the possibility exists that instead of going strictly for the for the most money, he's going to take a step back and go, I have the chance to be part of history-making if I come back to the Chiefs and we win a third consecutive Super Bowl, something that's never been done. And I know you threw out Green Bay at one point. One of those was an NFL championship. It wasn't a Super Bowl. No team has ever won three straight Super Bowls. I will tell you this. Uh-huh. I know Chris Jones. He trains down here, and he absolutely loves South Florida. And take that for what you want. And sometimes it's about quality of life. If he was going to – I don't know. Maybe Kansas City doesn't come correct. Maybe Kansas City spends their – they traded Tyreek Hill. So in, in part to be able to hang on to Chris Jones. And look how good of the job they've done with that. You mean two Super Bowl titles? I, yeah, I guess I'd say they did a good job. We uh, have a, uh, no, hold on. We have we have to take care of this one here. And, but I don't think it's a question. I think it was just a very nice gesture donation. Thank, thank you. you for your contributions. Thank you for telling my daughter happy birthday. She's really going to appreciate it, guys. I'll show her the podcast where everybody's telling her happy birthday. Um, thank you. Thank you again, everybody, for the continued support. Um this is this podcast means a lot. All dolphins.com and, and the podcast means a lot to me, especially right now. So hopefully we uh have a great weekend, everybody. Um, if there is news, we will be here podcasting, even though you're traveling tomorrow. Well, right? yeah, we're not gonna be tomorrow. By the way, thank you very much for who who it was in the comments who would wish me a safe trip back. I appreciate it. Yes, definitely. And I, I know you didn't enjoy your frigid trip in Indy. But yeah, oh, you don't have to walk outside. No, you still got to walk outside in India because where my hotel is located. Yeah, exactly. Um, did you, did you ride the scooter? Did you ride the little pushy thing? No, because I'm on a health kick right now. So I actually walked. Congratulations to you. And when you come back, when Joe, Joe wants to play you, Joe, Joe, Joe's got to heal up. So, you know, what's wrong with Joe? What's wrong with Joe? What's wrong with Joe? Uh, calf or something like that. He injured it oh. before, uh, since you played him. Yeah, maybe you heard it. I, I don't know. I didn't get. I didn't. I didn't get who heard it. Um, but he said, "Yeah, you just." We talked about. You, you said you got a great he, on air. We talked about your game. You got. You got a great serve. So you know, you're you're not like Brent Grimes who can get to everything, but you got a great serve. I can get to anything actually these days. No. Yeah. That's so a- you can find all the content. Uh, as you know, how Poupard always does it about five stories a day. He's he's got how many up today? Four. I got three up, and I might put up another one before I go to dinner. Okay. Um, alldolphins.com. The content is free. You going to the content is what pays for it. Um, we definitely continue and appreciate your support. Um, check out the site every day because we got new stuff for you every day. And as I told you, my piece on how you can create cap space, 12 options there available. It's like a platter. It's a buffet. These guys can create cap space for you. You're just going to have consequences and ramifications to whatever you you do. Um, and I even left off Durham Smite and Alec Ingle, who you can just pay them there. It's not. It's going to create like a million dollars in space, but a million is a million. Um, so tons of options and avenues. It's like using a credit card. The question is, how much debt do you want to carry? 
So on that note, we're out, and we will – yes? Hold on, one quick one. Clyde sends us in. Thank you very much. Clyde enjoyed Build-A-Bear. I'm here every day. Appreciate it, Clyde. Uh, Omar, have a great time at Build-A-Bear. Again, happy birthday to Mila, and you guys have fun. All right. Thank you. Talk to you guys later. Visit alldolphins.com for the latest news, analysis, and columns, and it's all free. You can find Omar Kelly and Alan Pupard on the All Dolphins podcast discussing South Florida's NFL team on YouTube and anywhere you find your audio podcasts. Make sure you subscribe, like, and share so you stay in the know. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.